Some of the most intense and gripping conversations that we had occurred when we were discussing the topic Lost and Found with uh, several folks who had undergone significant disruption because of the pandemic. Disruption of business, disruption of their home life, and of course the civil unrest and, and the, uh, the violence and fear uh, that had just caused an, an enormous amount of uh, disruption and, uh, and anxiety. And the discussions about where people were going to go, new decisions, new openings for opportunities to, to travel and try new places was uh, was was pretty pretty amazing but uh, listening to them explore their different trade-offs is it was, was fascinating and some of the most memorable uh, conversations in our series I'll kick it over to Julie who is smiling <laughs> which is so nice to see after a few very tough weeks but you know it's uh, it, it's over to you our theme tonight is lost and founds. And I don't know about you, but being locked in my apartment without the everyday distractions of commuting, travel, and the usual amusements of the day set me on a path of reflection of my life. I saw chapters and moments and images in my mind's eye. It's as if without the sensory stimulation of communing with others, my mind looked to the past, to nostalgia, to find those imagined connections from another era. And so it is with today's theme of lost and found, part nostalgia, part hopefulness for the future. Today we reflect and take stock of our yesterdays, todays, and tomorrows. And between COVID and the recent social unrest, We've lost much. In my hometown of Los Angeles and my beloved New York, businesses and restaurants are shuttering for good. Today, I received a list of restaurants closing in New York City. First in the West Village was the restaurant Fish, a favorite of mine. In LA, among the casualties, the Saint Rock Club, where I've spent many fun nights seeing bands ranging from LA Guns to Berlin. A simple email arrived in my inbox with the subtitle, Goodbye from the Saint Rock, signaling the end of an era. So many goodbyes, so sudden, so unexpected. Many places suddenly evaporated into nostalgia but there are gains too, some surprises in how dramatic, how quickly they were ushered in. For example, I watched as the skies turned from a hazy brown to sparkling blue from my perch on the 15th floor in downtown Los Angeles. I could also see snow-capped mountains and coastline that I'd never seen before, way off in the distance. Others have found health during this COVID moment, walking instead of commuting in a car, cooking at home instead of eating out. For myself, instead of Paris or Barcelona or Lulia, Sweden, I discovered California's Gold Rush country, a series of charming little towns like Columbia, which are steeped in the American dream. I discovered delicious little Abu Dhabi tacos in a little one-horse town south of Rosarito Beach called Primo Tapia, where I enjoyed three tacos 
and a Fanta for $4 in a dusty little outside restaurant on plastic chairs and is one of the best meals I've ever eaten. I've reconnected with old friends and made new ones because we're all in this together. In business, of course, the Zooms, the Amazons, and data centers have all found new customers among the shelter-in-place crowd. So today, let's think more deeply about this topic of lost and found as we look back with some nostalgia or forward with some relief at what we've lost and what we found. And we articulate what we've found or what we hope to find on the horizon. I look forward to the discussion and I'm going to toss it over to Brian. Thanks, Julie. Off, off to you, next to you, Brian. Th thanks, Ed. Uh, thanks, Julie. Thinking about uh, this, this pandemic and uh, you know, what we were all doing prior to this pandemic, I think a lot of us were in our own little reveries and, and for the most part, we were able to be pretty individualistic. We were able to act with impunity, doing whatever we want, and there really wasn't a need for us to think about how do we work better with others. If we found ourselves working in a company, we could uh, work for a different company. If we found ourselves in a city that we didn't like, all of a sudden we realized we don't have to be tethered to these communities that our parents grew up in, that our grandparents grew up in, that, that we could move pretty much anywhere in the world we wanted. And I think a lot of us found a lot of uh, a refuge in being able to, to exercise these newfound freedoms. And I'm reminded of past pandemics of the, of the great renaissance that, that had often comes from the, the, the aftermath of dealing with the necessity of surviving. Uh, the re Renaissance took place after the, the Black Plague and even after um, the Spanish flu, we, we saw great advances in, in, in industrialization as the world kind of knit together. And, and I think that, that you know, in, this, in this new uh, period, we, we, are, we are going to be called upon to, to collaborate with each other like never before. This is kind of like a, a, a training period, if you will. Uh, the, the, the flu could be a lot more dangerous, and I think that the, the perils on the horizon are much greater. That if we can take this time to, to have that sense of urgency to, to find ways and find the will to, to submerge our own interests for the greater good, I, ha I, I feel like we have that ability to transcend the moment and really find that, use that common humanity to find ways to really work together in a way that we haven't in the last 3,500 years. Thanks, Brian. Now, I think that's, uh, that's gonna be a, a theme that, you know, that recurs, right? The, you know, the need for collaboration and uh, you know, finding, you know, finding a new path together that's, that create is, is all about, you know, new connections, new ways that we can connect, uh, and, and harness our collective, uh, and aggregate, uh, aggregate talents and, and intent. Um, so I'd like to turn it over next to Rio. I, I'd love to just to kind of frame what's top of mind when you think about this, 
this topic, just share just a little, maybe a little bit of context about, you know, the, the things that you do or, or, you know, your current situation. And then, um, and then just, you know, would love to hear, you know, hear what you're thinking around this topic. Sure. So my, uh, I will, I think I'll bring a very different perspective than most of you here, not just for the reason that I grew up in a third world country under very, very different circumstances and different conditions. And they, these are the conditions that prepared me to live through something like this. And I hadn't valued it in that way. One of the things that I, I would jump straight to that is found, that it's so glaringly obvious that I want to point out, that's what was found was this realization of just how valuable all the previous suffering was. Um, and so my uh, background is in psychology and neuroscience. I'm pursuing my uh, graduate degree, uh, an, another degree. My, I did a master's in complexity science, so understanding complex systems. So taking a problem like this and understanding it, breaking down the whole system and all the stakeholders and the different levels. And I think Julie and Ed and uh, Brian, you guys do this all the time. So um, super uh, excited about this tool that I have now to go apply to neuroscience and psychology and solving problems at uh, different levels. So the, for me on an individual level, I'm apart from being better prepared for this than I, I see most of my fellow Americans are because of the way that I grew up is also the fact that uh, I come from a culture where community is extraordinarily important and cooperation is extraordinarily important. Now the other thing is that I don't come from a big family. It's just my immediate family with two other siblings and parents who I'm fortunate to say that are still alive. But we don't have, I've never had that closeness, that family member to miss, the community gatherings to miss because I just didn't have it. As an introvert, I just didn't go out very much. So I didn't have that. But I can understand now that other people did have that and what it meant to them and just how devastating it is that they don't have that right now. And it has inspired a different type of cooperation for me in action. And that is it presented an opportunity for me to see different ways that I can contribute and outside of doing just my civic duty but my motivation lies in helping people and connecting with people. And so that's a very personal thing for me. So I see the friends on social media, I hear their stories, I hear what they're going through. They're so vulnerable, everyone's raw and sharing a lot more. And this rawness and sharing and suffering that's evident presents an opportunity for me to see where I can actually help. As a result, relationships are being forged in a way that they would not have had the opportunity to have been forged before. It's like this, uh, this pandemic has facilitated development of so many positive things. But again, unless a lot of people see this upside and take advantage of it, I'm not sure how much of an upside it really is. In, in the long run. And, you know, it's hard for me to separate the, what is, you know, when you think about what is lost and what is found, hard to separate what's going on with the pandemic from our socio-political environment and our geopolitical environment. And I talk to friends from all over the world and, you know, there's this potential domino effect. What happens here eventually 
impacts what happens in every other country. So yeah, it's, it's very complex. Uh, it's, it's a very complicated situation and I'm just thrilled to be having this discussion with you guys. Thank you, Rio. Where, where did you grow up, Rio? In Trinidad. Oh, okay, great. Fantastic. Well, well, thank you for, uh, for sharing that. So, um, and I, you know, love that it's, we do I love the different perspectives on this. And I, I really appreciate your optimism as well. Cause I think probably at most of all us here are optimists at, you know, at heart, you know, d despite how, you know, how challenging certain situations can be. Uh, but um, anyway, let me, let me turn this over to uh, David and David Peebler, who uh, um, we've spoken and kind of interact at. We don't live too far from each other here in New Jersey, but uh, David actually is somebody I've admired as, as you know, creative and entrepreneurial and um, just full of like, just great heart. And uh, anyway, that's why I asked you, you know, just thought about you because we're also kind of, you know, Brian as well, and kind of lo would love to kind of get your thoughts on you know, what, you know, what you think of when, you know, when you hear this topic. And, and, you know, I'm going to fit in, I think, uh, in, in an interesting way, because I'm going to take a little bit of the, the counterpoint from um, all the, uh, I don't want to say positivity, because I don't want to be negative. I'm not going to be negative. That's not the right word. But I'm looking at things uh, slightly differently than the, than the previous uh, people. Yeah. So, um, you know, the things that come out at me is, you know, what we've lost is we've lost, you know, freedom. The pan just from the pandemic alone, the pandemic's taken away freedoms that we took for granted. And we can be as optimistic as, as we want. And I'm ultimately optimistic in the long, longer run, but in the shorter to mid run, uh, just being, I think, real for, for myself of what I see, I see us losing freedoms and those freedoms really not coming back for an undetermined amount of time. And then you start to look at, well, what's that time period and how do you judge it and, and what's real? Because what's real changes. It changes sometimes daily, sometimes weekly, and sometimes monthly, again, when it comes to the pandemic. So you look at Google and Google says, and I kind of think Google might have, you know, that kind of like inside track. Google is saying 2021, kind of July, that's a year from now. So you've got this year period where this freedom that we've loved and that we so crave, we crave all the things that have been taken away from us that are the fundamental things in terms of the human contact, in terms of the ability just to kind of go about our days the way that they used to be. And we have this undetermined amount of time that that what we've lost is 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 potentially going to be lost, and it could go further. Okay, what we found is very interesting. At least again, what I found is I found love on another level. So <clears throat> for me, I've got a 19-year-old who uh, is home from college. We obviously brought her home for college, and we have our our junior. So we have a junior in high school and a 19-year-old who would be going into South Warren College, their home. And we were actually able to coexist for this entire time and thrive and work through some issues that came up. And we found this kind of love for each other that, that just wasn't there because of the way life was structured beforehand. Okay, so these two things now have led to something else that has been found for us. 
And that is this highly creative, unbounded space that kind of came out of, not kind of, it came directly out of being quarantined together, where we started doing thought experiments. And the thought experiments were, we're in a pandemic. Pandemic could go on for another year, maybe two years. No one knows. So we're in this very confused state. My business, which was kind of on an ascendant, which was uh, CBD and plant-based medicines, but a uh, very special product that we had that we were selling to coffee shops, 700 coffee shops in Jersey. We also had Pennsylvania. And it was on the ascendant, and March 12th it stopped. And there's no one going to coffee shops now. So I just have to accept that that business is dormant. We have customers that we're still supplying, but I'm not tethered to my business right now as much as I love it. And uh, my daughter had decided to take a gap year in college. Her college was quite expensive, so we're saving that money. So all these things kind of came together one night and we would just say, what, would, what could we do if we could do anything? Because, you know, and we have decided that because we, there's a whole bunch of things that we see. We see uh, something else that's been found is a incredible divisiveness in this country that is shocking to me. I didn't realize it was so deep and so marked and there's no bridges, very few bridges that exist between the sides. And you can talk about the sides however you wish. Vax, anti-vax, Democrats, Republicans, face max, not face max, and you can divide it however you want. And we don't see that going away. We see it intensifying actually greatly. Um, uh, so we decided that we're moving. We're moving to Mexico. Um, we're doing a, a few <laughs> stops beforehand because we can't get our the girls' passport renewals until December. Where are you, where are you gonna move to? Uh, well, it's a, it's a long story and I don't wanna go, you know, I don't wanna take up too much time, but our vision, first of all, when we got together was we're going to Hawaii. And we got so excited, we're like, yes, and we're looking at places. And the idea is to spend a year away in a furnished place and live and create and, and become and just do things that are feeding our soul for a year, that we have the means to do that, thankfully. We realized we couldn't go to Hawaii because we have a dog that we just can't get there. Believe me, there's actually, unless you have a private plane or you're a boat, you cannot get a snub-nosed dog to Hawaii right now. It's just a reality. So the vision came to go down to Tulum. It's the Mexican Riviera. It's where the, uh, near where all the pyramids are. And we're gonna make our way down there and we're gonna do things like paint, write a book, write poetry, get a diver's uh, certificate, um, and just kind of live and let things settle down and see and see what happens. But while we're down there, I think we're gonna be, each of us has these things we wanna create. I'm gonna volunteer while I'm down there. I think it's time, I wanna get back to volunteering at a soup kitchen and giving back to whatever community we end up in. And so that's a really exciting thing for me. You know, on one side people are saying, oh, you're running away. And it's like, you can look at it any way you want to. Um, I don't look at it as running away. I, I look at it as taking a pause and, and kind of moving away from an environment that is really taking its toll. And I'm not even talking about, I, I guess it is the pandemic. I mean, it's related to the pandemic. Without the pandemic, we're, we're not even thinking about this, not even entering our, our, our concept of, of where our life was headed and what was going on. But with the pandemic and then all the stuff outside the pandemic, the political, the geopolitical, the 
just the whole noise and cacophony of everything, the grand shit show, as I call it, um, it's just time for us to take a break. So that's what we're doing. We found that. It excites us. It really gives us a sense of relief and also a sense of, of like personal spiritual purpose to develop ourselves and then come back at the appropriate time, really wanting to be back and really wanting to do stuff. David, it's, it's like that it's serendipitous how many uh, threads or aspects of what you just shared tie into some of the other experiences here. I mean, you, you'll, it'll blow your mind, but I will just, I will just, let me just, let me just first say that when you talked about, you know, how things are, you know, you started talking about all these divisions, we actually had a conversation called, you know, the, you know, two, two, the many two Americas. We're talking about how that polarization is manifest in so many different ways. Right. And, and people are killing each other. And I think, um, yes, I think, uh, you know, the, the concept the what you've articulated though, about, you know, going to find a place where you have, you know, you have space to reconnect with yourself. Um, mm. I mean, a lot of that, you know, we've kind of talked about this a little earlier is that, you know, the, the, you know, the Maslow's higher hierarchy of needs where, you know, the, the, the base levels, what's happened with the pandemic and the, you know, and, and of course the economic uh, shocks have, have really, you know, pulled the rug out from some of those basic, you know, the, the bottom of the pyramid there. And when, when, you know, when people are fighting to survive and, and you know, and, and you have these, these uh, you know, these health challenges and all this craziness and all this negative energy around you, it's, and as you as well know, right, that the negative energy, the lower negative energy totally. is, you know, it has, it has magnetism. So you have to really work hard to push it out of your life. Right. Yeah. And, um, so it's, it's, uh, you know, it's a wonderful thing. Thank you for listening to the great reset salon podcast. If you're enjoying these episodes, please subscribe. And if you've already subscribed, consider giving the show a rating or a review on iTunes. We very much appreciate it. Talk to you soon, everyone.